0: Hey what's up world? It's your host creator, Ernie C the Gap Tooth Genius. And I'm here to bring you a very special episode. This is gonna be episode 48 of the Shoot That Shit. Right. Shoot the
1: shit. You'll get the shit. I believe this shit shit. shit.
0: Hey what's up y'all? Again, it's Ernie C., the Gaptive Genius, and I appreciate everybody tuning in for the 48th episode of the STS Podcast. We're here to shoot the shit with you guys. Uh, I think it's going to be a really deep episode, man. I think it's going to be a little um, more personal than last week. Last week was episode 47. I know you guys heard the statement on the ongoing situation we had with a certain character that... um, you know, likes to tell people who are brown to go back to Mexico, and we're not standing for that, y'all. We're not going to um, keep uh, just letting people slide because, you know what, he's older, doesn't know what he's saying. no nah, nah, nah. We're not doing any of that, y'all. This is going to be episode 48, The Return of the Caveman. We have pro boxer Miguel Contreras on this podcast today. You're going to hear that interview in a bit, y'all. Um, last week was definitely um, a successful podcast uh shout out to my guy Eddie Robinson for providing the beautiful artwork and um, I love the feedback you guys are really messing with that I know it's been a crazy week we've been having um, a lot of uh but a- Peaceful protesting. We've been having a lot of um crazy circumstances happen since then. Uh, returning listeners, thank you for coming back and giving us another shot. Continue to spread the word, y'all. New listeners, welcome to the show. This is how we're going to break it down. Make sure you follow us on the STS Podcast 661 on Twitter and Instagram. You're going to find all your podcast links on there. Also, um, if you guys need a DJ EC3 STS Podcast, podcast shirt hoodie just holler at me we're gonna get you guys your merchandise every time you purchase a piece of merchandise you're gonna be entered into the raffle for three free hours of services when you book me so i'm really um trying to give back trying to give back to those who support the brand um again the brand's nothing if people don't see it. if the eyes don't see it um excuse me man i got my dog cabal over here cabal go over there please sit down um Man, people been lining these fireworks off like crazy, so I have to bring my dogs in sometimes, man. So I know Fourth of July is a couple weeks away. Um, again, y'all appreciate everybody um, p- purchasing merchandise for the brand, man. Um, it's almost 1.30 in the morning, and we got a lot to talk about today. Again, STS Podcast six six one on Twitter and Instagram. We're gonna get that. Um, we're gonna get all the information, and news to you guys. Last week. Um, Again, we had just a, you know, a deep episode, man. I know I had a lot of uh, support and a lot of backlash. I had a lot of people, I had threats, um, you know, just saying that uh, I'm, I'm wrong for exposing people who are who are racially uh, inclined or who like to... Uh, be real comfortable on, on their social media, you know, discussing uh, where brown people should go back to their native country. And you know what? This is a new era, y'all. I don't know if we let that shit slide back in the 80s and whatnot, but when you tell brown people to... Uh, go back to Mexico. We're definitely calling you on that. And I hope you guys uh, really see um, what these protests are for and what they represent. And um, we're going to talk about that today, man. I know the, the Confederate flag. I had no idea the Confederate flag was still being flown during NASCAR races. Um, That's an interesting topic that we're definitely going to discuss today. Um, GGG and Canelo Part 3. Are you guys interested in seeing that? I know Fury and um, Anthony Joshua just signed their deal. uh, They're going to have a heavyweight showdown this year. Also... Dave Chappelle dropped a bombshell of a of a comedy special. We'll definitely discuss that too. Amongst other things, we got a week in wrestling, y'all. Um, I can't believe it's episode forty-eight, man. Been so I'm so appreciative of everybody supporting. Still, uh, I don't care if one person listens or 155 people listen. I'm gonna continue, um, you know, pushing consistent podcasts. I'm still gonna try. Um, to grow we're gonna try to make every podcast the best podcast and that's the goal that's always gonna be the goal there's no we're not gonna be content we're not gonna be stalemate and i think um We're going to continue to uh, bring guests on. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, make sure on STS Podcast 661 you follow my page. We're going to put all the IG Live interviews on that page. And it's been a great thing. I've been uh, receiving a lot of uh, positive feedback on that. Um, Again, we have Miguel Contreras. On this podcast today He's 10-0 with 6 knockouts um, He's going to be making his ESPN debut In 9 days June 23rd On ESPN So you guys make sure you guys um, Support the Bakersville boy man. The Kern County Cali Reppin He's going to be making his de- um, ESPN debut In Vegas y'all This is a big deal And we're going to talk about that a little bit We have him coming in um, We're going to put that IG interview at the end of this podcast So make sure you guys tune in on that and before we get to our topics for the day let the DOC tell you what you need to do now do me a favor, favor. favor. let me in here all right y'all this is lend me your saying we're here to shoot the shit we're not here to discuss any specific topic or objective in mind i'm not here to change your mind change your belief change your way of thinking about everything i am about anything i'm just here to Giving my truth, and man, we're gonna start off. Um, what's wrestling? I know we I know we haven't uh, really discussed that, but man, I've. Um, I actually made some notes this week, and we're gonna just talk about dynamite this week. Um, AEW dynamite, man. Uh, we started off this week. It's been. Um, we've been building. Um, with wrestling, man, it's been some great stuff. I really wanted to watch this episode because the FTR. That's a tag team out of. um, their tag team they used to be with WWE as The Revival. Now they're FTR. I believe it's um Free the Revolt or something of that nature. So I want, I really want to mm. catch these guys in action. It's Cash and Dax. Um, I believe they're the best tag team in wrestling. So the show started with um, Chris Jericho being welcomed to the commentary team with Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Excalibur. Um, they really make this um, commentary team really funny, y'all. And man, Chris Jericho gave a Bakersfield so action shout out this Week so it was pretty fun to see that. I love FTR and AEW. Um, again, I believe they're the best tag team in the business, and they have a grappler style. Um, you're not gonna see these guys do a lot of high flying maneuvers. That's kind of the, that's kind of the in thing right now. Um, a lot of high spots, a lot of um. Uh, high risk maneuver like like I said high risk maneuvers and that's not their style as long as they can stay healthy i think they're going to have an immediate impact on the tag team division um which i what i really thought was great was the blade and butcher their tag team also they really have similar styles and um, they both have um, great teamwork and they keep their opponents um, guessing. I guess you could say. I like the way they, you know, they cuff the ring. I mean, this is both teams. They cuff the oh. ring. They come on, stop. And they, um, they really utilize and they express um, what it means to be a tag team nowadays. I know sometimes that these guys, especially in WWE they don't utilize this and it pisses me off man uh, I have some notes here the referee needs to stay on top of the rules I see a lot of tags being made without the tag um, without the tag rope there were some blind tags that you could tell that he didn't even touch the motherfucker, so don't know what's going on with that. People noticed that. Um, we have some great finisher. FTR had a great finisher with the Good Night Express, and I put it here. FTR belongs on AEW. Um, I love the interview right after the victory of Tony Schiavone. It's going to give Dax and Cash some personality, I believe, and that's what they need. I don't think they got enough of that in WWE, um, and I believe the Young Bucks came out right after that, and they got on the mic, and I wasn't not really too fond of them being on the mic they're, they aren't the best at all but I do love the tag team champs uh, Omega and Hangman Page joining that um and you know they're 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 I'm not interfering There wasn't any physical activity but just being involved in that promo um it's going to be great for them it's going to be a great addition um with FTR to that division um and they they they, they, un- they un- um, I'm sorry, they revealed the unrivaled collection of the AEW toys. There was a commercial for that, so I'm really excited to see these action figures. It's going to be the first of their kind, so I'm sure they will be worth money in about 20 or 30 years. So you guys cop that. Um, another note I put on here was I love Trent. Uh, he's part of the best friends. Uh, this is the next match here, and um, it's kind of hard to... One of the most over guy right now is Orange Cassidy, but he's suffering right now, y'all, because there's no fans in attendance. Um, This is going to be another prime example of um wrestling feeding off the crowd. Wrestling needs crowd reactions. Um, doesn't matter if, you, if you're if you going to boo or you're going to cheer. It's all based on crowd reactions, and Orange Cassidy is definitely um, suffering from the lack of that. I know they're going off against Jake Hager, special athlete. I love the progress they're having with him um there's no rush there's no rush at all to, put him to um make him a star yet just let's let him um he didn't he didn't wrestle for a long time so let's just get him on a good pace to go on top and um to get some good wins and just uh trying to feature, trying to find his role, trying to find what he's good at. Um, Santana Ortiz are another underrated tag team, I believe, in the business um, in its entirety. So it's a good... I literally love the inner circle. They continue to be savages. They become. They, they are a dominating heel fraction. Um, MJF is special. I love when he's on the mic. Um, he's one of those guys that live his gimmick. He's a bully. He lets you know that he is... Um, he's definitely a heel. And to see that him and... um. I forgot his fucking, um his, his, his guy. I don't know if it's his tag team partner, um, Wardlow, to see that kind of friction developing. I like that they're playing seeds for that eventual breakup. Um, Sammy Guevara was also in the match this week. And the only thing I put on the notes was this kid is the one, two, three kid version two. And he has a. An edge to him. I be- I love the 1-2-3 kid X-Pac, whatever you want to call him, but this is kind of a version 2.0. two, uh, 2. I know a lot of people say Sammy Guevara is like Eddie Guerrero back in the day when he was at ECW and WCW, but I believe Sammy Guevara is honestly another uh, a better version of X-Pac, a little more athletic, a mo- little more of a risk-taker, and he's just getting started also. Um, Cody Rhodes, he won, he won the TV title. Um, at the, the, the latest pay-per-view. And man, he's making that TV title relevant. He's defending it the last two weeks. And he's put on special showcases. And when you have that. When you have a champion who's willing to do that. He's elevating not only the brand but the title. And who better to do that than Cody Rhodes. Um, I see here that. Uh, who are we talking about here? So sorry about that. Who came out with them? Oh, sorry about that. Mark Owen, this is with Cody Rhodes. Mark Owen, he's a part of this clique called Private Party, the tag team. This is actually his first singles match. And it looks like they're aligned with Matt Hardy. Don't know if I've been missing a lot. I've been missing a little bit here, but I don't understand that alignment. But then, hey, it can't hurt to have a veteran or a mentor in your corner. Um, Mark Owen, would get again, his first singles match. Um... And I love the way Jim Ross is putting over that. If you continue to win these matches, it's gonna bring more money, more value, um, to your um, to yourself. It's making an incentive to win. I think what a lot of people forgot about wrestling was um, or one of the reasons why we fucking forgot about why you know I know it's fake, but people did not understand that uh. There's no stakes involved. People need people need to believe it. People need to um, you know get lost in this world. And when you have certain type of statements like that, saying if you the winners uh, get more money, it provides an incentive, a, 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 a reason to win. So really loving Cody doing his thing and bringing value to the title. Um, I love the storytelling. I believe Cody was working on uh, Mark. Quinn's ankle injury. Uh, Quinn's a high flyer. His offense was explosive. I love that the ankle lock finisher that Cody provided at the end of that to to finish the belt. It adds to the story of working on the ankle and makes that that ankle injury story relevant and it brings it all together. Again, the beauty of Cody being a fighting champion is gonna be is gonna prevent this the title. to uh, for being still, It's going to keep the people guessing on who's next. And I love JK getting his uh, TV title shot. And that's basically that week in a nutshell. Um, again, if you guys haven't watched AEW, I know a lot of people don't watch wrestling, pro wrestling anymore. You guys should definitely check it out. I'm really digging it. Um, I just appreciate the art, y'all. And man, I know we appreciate art. With comedy and man, Dave Chappelle released a comedy special called 8 minutes and 46 seconds. You're asking why? That was the amount of time that, um, the many not I can't say it the cop that killed, um, George Floyd. Um, that's how long the cop had his knee in the back of his neck with 8 minutes and 46 seconds, y'all. Um, Dave Chappelle dropped a, I believe it was like a 23 minute special this week. And he was not there to drop any, he wasn't there to drop jokes. He wasn't there to make people laugh. He was there to make people think and uh, speak out against um, police brutality. He spoke out against a lot of um, black celebrities, um, not siding with police, but speaking the aspect that, you know, George Floyd does have a rap sheet. Um, does have a criminal history, and but that doesn't erase the fact that he was killed, um, and lynched. And this is a modern version of a lynching, and that was showcased all over the world for the world to see. Um, that is no excuse. His past doesn't doesn't um give it any justification of why he was murdered, and that's just. Not my opinion. I think that's the opinion of everybody. Especially, you know, you see, I believe that woman. I believe it's Kenneth Owens. Don't don't quote me there. You know, he he has some words for her, and it's really important. Um, what Chappelle is saying, and he's right. I think people look. Um, people look for celebrities such as Dave Chappelle to speak out because why? They we could trust him. We know Chappelle's history. He's turned down millions of dollars because he refuses to sell out—not just himself, but his race. He refuses to sell out um, his art and what he believes in. So to see Dave Chappelle speak up and um, drop this special, man, it was deep. Um, you guys gotta watch. It. I can't go over every statement he made, but he does call out a lot of um, people that you know supposedly represent the black community. He felt like, you know what? He even said, too, this new generation, I'm sitting in the back seat with y'all. Y'all go ahead and, you know, take the wheel. And, you know, so he understands why people are burning shit. He understands why people are, um are angry. And he knows, too, this isn't the first time. It isn't the last time, unfortunately. We just seen that actual Robert Fuller. That's another bizarre case. Um... You know this man was hung by a tree, um, here in Palmdale, and there you know they ruled it a suicide, but was so you guys gotta look into this stuff, man. I don't know the full degree, or I can't even tell the full scenario, Robert Fuller. We could uh, let me look some stuff up here. It's just uh, man, y'all, I don't know if I was naive, um. Or I'm just, I have too much faith in humanity. Man, racism is still alive and well, y'all. Racism is something that, um, maybe it's never going to die. Maybe it's embedded in us as a human race. Maybe it's something that I hope we don't live with forever. Um, and that's scary, man. It's sad. It's, um... Something that's taught. Don't believe this isn't is some this isn't some mental illness. It's something you're taught, something you accept and something you know, you see people just being real comfortable with being racist towards somebody else because of the color of their skin. And Dave Chappelle, man, I think really spoke spoke out, you know, not just as a comedian but as a black man and he's really Stated what what everybody was feeling, what everybody um felt regarding this George Floyd incident. Um, it's a real good documentary. y'all I suggest you guys definitely listen to it. It's only twenty three minutes long. Again, he's not there to um to make you laugh. Um, he talks about Kobe Bryant. Um, he why he didn't attend the Grammys. Um, you know, speaks out against LeBron James, speaks against, or speaks for LeBron James, and, you know, he's one of the voices, certainly, for Black Lives Matters. Um, it's really important that we continue to have our celebrities with such clout like Dave Chappelle, and I'm not talking about clout as in, you know, um, looking for someone to talk about, them. I'm talking about someone with real power, um, and a name out there like Dave Chappelle speaking out for the black community, um, something that we really need to, um, again you guys really need to watch that man um something that we really need to pay attention to especially if you're a basketball fan is what's gonna happen next with the NBA season I see um we have Kyrie Irving and I think they're trying to have a 22 game um playoff starting from uh, I think we're just gonna have 22 teams and they're gonna just see them off I only think divisions count it's gonna be one through 22. Um, Kyrie Irving, this is just paraphrasing here. Um, he stated he's not going to be going to Orlando. That's where they want to have the, these playoffs at. Um, he believes it's going to be a distraction. Um, Irving states, I'm not with the systematic racism and the bullshit. Something smells a little fishy, whether we want to admit it or not. We're targeted we're talking as black men every day when we wake up. And he said he's willing to give up everything for social reform. And it's interesting, man. I believe on um, July 30th. These NBA teams are going to start playing again. Um, They're going to be playing at the uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando. 22 teams are expected to report. They are going to be playing again in the empty arena. Um, It looks like he stated um, Irving believes once we start playing basketball again, the the news will turn from systematic racism to who did what. In the game last night it's a crucial time for us to be able to play and blend that and impact what's happening in our communities one player told a reporter um but i guess they're staying to it we, we are asking ourselves where and how can we make the biggest impact um and a lot of players are speaking out against us a lot of players don't believe that they should be playing the game right now. And, you know, Steven Jackson also came out spoke against spoke against this. Uh, Stephen Jackson is actually a, fl- a friend of George Floyd. And um, should we be having sports on now, ladies and gentlemen? Especially in these times. Um, maybe, you know... Man, my dogs are snoring it up right now. Maybe... The, is basketball important right now? I know we need distractions, y'all. I know we need... Um, some, we need to get lost in another the world you know cuz things that we, that things are going on right now are hectic it's it, it, it's draining it's sad um mental health is a big has a is a big deal right now people some people you know need to, to get away for a second you know i know i watch wrestling I, get, I i listen to music because it gets me away from the bullshit um what are you doing Cabal? get down get down my dog's wilding out man sorry y'all um people again they believe that this you know starting the NBA season starting sports in general is going to be a distraction it's going to take um the the spotlight off what's going on in the world right now um the fight against a police brutality and syth- sy- systematic racism and I will have to say I agree um do we cancel the season maybe it's you know I'm not saying... I know it's about money. The money rules everything. Um, these owners are going to take a hit no matter what. We're going to be playing, you know, with with an with a empty arena. They're going to be losing the gate. Um, and players, especially black athletes, they feel maybe an obligation to keep that spotlight on systematic racism, on their fight, Um Why play the game? Especially, why are we going to provide entertainment for people who don't give a fuck about us, honestly? And I I feel that. Um, We see NASCAR right now banning Confederate flags. And I I don't understand. I'm not going to say I understand. The Confederate flag, y'all, at least to me, and I'm a history guy, this represents the South. This represents states that broke off from the Union. Why? Because they did not want the black man to be a free person they wanted a black man to remain property they wanted the black man to continue to provide free labor to uh, make that economy um to make that just, just to make that economy go round and round that was their economy that was their free labor that was how they made money that's how their economy survived was having these people as property and as slaves that's what the Confederate flag represents to me. It is a symbolism for evil. It's a symbolism for oppression. It's a symbolism for everything that we're that we we're fighting against minorities, and I did not know NASCAR still has some some states. They still have some states, you know, waving this proudly and freely, and and you know, should we applaud NASCAR for that? My thing is, motherfucker, it's been how long? You can't get you can't get props for something you should have done a long time ago. This symbolism of hate, up to me, it's up there with a fucking swastika, with a Ku Klux Klan fucking hoodie with a a, a sign that says "Mahalo" and "Wetback." That's that's up there like that to me. That's it. It's crazy times how. You know, and NASCAR wants props for that. They wanna be known now that they're they're on the side of you know we're on your side. But that should have been done years ago, man. That's a that that symbol that that's some hateful symbolism there. It's just sad, man. It's, I don't I don't understand that at all. Um maybe somebody could come on one day and explain to me what what positive does this rebel flag have? Is it culture? What is it? Cause to me, like I said, this is just a symbolism for people who fucking wanted people who wanted um black people to be property for they to keep their economy uh, booming, for they to keep continuing to have that free labor, um they, didn't, and it, it's sad man, it's it's, it, to me it's pathetic. So I don't know how, um NASCAR got away so, with so long for doing that shit. Um, what's what's into something I want to discuss real fast man. Canelo and GGG3. You guys want to see this? Are you guys interested in that? Um, I am, to be honest with you. It looks like we're going to be having... um, My dog is just not... My dog is just that... He's trying to do whatever he wants. Sorry, y'all. Canelo and GGG3. Let me tell you guys what I think. I think Canelo's going to win this bout. Um, he's He's still in that... That stage of his career, that like he's getting better with every bout, getting stronger, getting smarter. His body's not decaying, it's not aging like GGG. GGG almost damn near 40 years old. And when you have a long layoff, like he has, um, the skills, I believe, diminish a little bit. Um, you know, age that comes with father time. And I believe Canelo's gonna take advantage of that. He's gonna be able to, um, Really use that as leverage um, in their third battle. Uh, And, you know, I'm just happy because, again, Canelo's going to fight whoever they bring his way. I believe he's supposed to fight um, Billy Billy Joe Sanders pretty soon. I don't know. Let me look at that real fast here. Canelo and Billy Joe Sanders. Billy Joe. I think it's Billy. Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders. Sorry about that. Let's see here. This is actually going to take place. Let me see when this is going to be take place here. May 2nd. Actually, okay. So it's been postponed because of the COVID. So, um, yeah, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be. Billy Joe Saunders is no joke, y'all. The man, um, he isn't a walk in the park either. Uh, he is 29-0 with 14 knockouts. He's he's an impressive fighter. I've always um Always kept an eye on him. He's defeated Andy Lee, Willie Monroe Jr., David Lemieux. Um, he has some good wins on his um on his resume, but I definitely think Canelo beats him also, and he's gonna fight GGG for that third time. And you gotta go where the money's at. I think this is the money fight that's definitely gonna uh, put some asses in the seats, some eyes on the TV screen. Um, another fight that's gonna be putting some asses on the seats. Hopefully, we get you know with the COVID should be lifted by then. I believe they're gonna fight at the end of this year is Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. That's gonna be, um, you know, that's gonna be a unification belt, and um, they're both coming off big wins. Joshua just, uh, you know, he beat Andy Ruiz in that rematch. Fury just defeated uh, Deontay Wilder, and man, heavyweight boxing—it's—it's it's the talk of the town right now. Boxing—it's—it's it's there. It's definitely uh, this the main—it's uh, in the—it's the spotlight again um it's relevant again and i definitely believe if joshua comes in 100% ready healthy think this is going to be a good battle it could be a 50-50 you know it's a 50-50 fight but tyson fury man this guy is a uh, he's a freak athlete and and i mean that is you know he 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 could utilize that that reach that power he has that bounce um he knows where he's at at all times. He's a good defensive fighter. He has pop. Um, and he knows uh, he's a smart boxer. And when you know where you're at at all times, you know how to break down an opponent, um, there is a blueprint for Joshua to lose. He's, And I'm sure he's going to study the that blueprint. Um, I'm sure he's going to study that Klitschko fight. Him and Klitschko about the same about the same size, Joshua did struggle, Joshua did get the win, but you know, you definitely gotta see where he was weak at, where he was vulnerable at, so I'm definitely gonna be watching this, I think it's it's a two fight deal, big money here, possibly the, the biggest British fight, um, ever, so we shall see what's gonna happen, I'm really interested in what's gonna happen here, um, with Joshua and Reese, and um, Man, I hope you guys tune in. Boxing is a big deal right now. And we actually have a pro boxer going into his 11th pro fight from Bakersfield, California. It's Miguel Caveman Contreras. He's blessing us with a podcast interview. Um, He's going to actually have his first national televised match on the 23rd of June. That's nine days from now, y'all. So make sure y'all tune in. It's going to be in Las Vegas this is my guy. He's one of our first guests we ever had on the STS podcast. So I'm really, really um, honored to have him back on. Um, we did this on IG Live, so excuse the audio. But um, yeah, man, I'm really, really happy to have him on. Tune in. This is Ernie C. the Gap to Genius. We're going to be going on with our special guest today. The caveman returns, Miguel Contreras. Love y'all. My guy Miguel, what's up, bro? How you doing? Chilling, man.
1: Chilling, just enjoying
0: my little rest I got. Definitely, bro. Hey, man. Again, um, we got Miguel Contreras on the STS podcast. This is gonna be episode. Let me make sure here, bro. It's gonna be episode forty-eight. This is gonna be your third appearance, my guy. And I really appreciate you coming on, bro. Man, with my fast, not You're my first guest appearance, man. So I'm really honored to have you on, man. Um, again, it was really just reaching out to you, bro, and you saying, yeah, let's do that tonight. So I appreciate Dude, you coming on, I my guy. Is, like, a lot of people, uh, they kind of reach out for interviews. And, like, I'm not one to turn interviews down, you know. But it's all about timing, you feel me. And you hit me up at the perfect time. So I was like... Not? definitely bro um so just for people to know on june 23rd you're gonna make your espn debut um that's big time for the 661 just for current county bro and you're representing um for me to you my god i'm really happy for you bro I'm, you know we're gonna be watching um so what's go- what's going on with this training camp how's training camp going so far with this couple becoming belt uh, it's good it's good bro um you know good thing was that we were we didn't fall out of shape, No, you know, during quarantine it's kinda of hard because everything's closed down. But, you know, thank God I have uh the keys to my boxing gym
1: and me and my buddy Cheddar, we're staying in shape, making sure we stay ready because we knew eventually like the call's gonna come, you know. definitely. Like, they're not just gonna stop the fights. And uh we got the opportunity about three and a half weeks out, four weeks out, but like I said, we were still training so we were ready and uh it was a matter of just sharpening up tools and, and just dropping a few pounds and uh that's really it, you know, and like, we took full advantage that they Told me that they had this
0: guy and I seen him and he didn't look all that to me and um I wouldn't say all that because I treat all my opponents the same. But definitely, definitely, bro. I feel like I can be Definitely, Uh we only got a name who you who you gonna fight. That's that's no big. We that, is, we that doesn't even matter, bro. Um This bout's gonna be promoted by Top Rank and whoop that ass. Um Can you just give a little more um, information on how you prom- how your promoter's been taking care of you, bro? Seems like the last two three fights. You know, you've been main eventing in your hometown. You've been going out of town, fighting out of, the, fighting out of Cali. How's, um... Yeah. How's someone like Repo yeah, Rick in your corner helping you, bro, contributing to your career? Yeah, I mean, I have... I believe that, you know,
1: God placed each and every person on my team for a reason, and you know, guys just been opening up doors, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, just the opportunity to fight on ESPN is amazing, you know, and then top rank, I mean, every fighter dreams of when they're small fighting at MGM Grand and in Vegas, you know, and Definitely, to bro. think that I, I would have never dreamed that when I was a kid, it's like, I always want to do that, but it was, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, reality hasn't set in yet, you know, so, uh, I mean, I'm extremely blessed, and my manager and my coach are taking care of me, and um, yeah, that they, seen the opportunity and it's because you know there's a lot
0: of politics in boxing so we, wanna, we, we don't want to go about the wrong way and go in there with a setup
1: you know so uh we found even ground and, and we, we're taking full advantage and i mean i got full um, a bunch of buddies that are fighting on the top rank my sparring partners you feel me my boy adam lopez
0: just fought this past couple of days ago put on a show you feel me and yes uh, yes he got the, he got the dub and then uh my boy josh greer fights next week you feel me and it's like i feel like it's my time you know Definitely, bro. I don't think people, well, people who are just, I guess, casual fans, they don't understand the the, the importance of a fighter fighting in Vegas, especially on ESPN, bro. So that's another accomplishment I'm sure you could check off the list. With this whole COVID thing that's going down, my guy, how do you think it's going to impact you fighting in front of no fans? That's something you put on your post, you know. Usually, we'll put you're pushing tickets, you're pushing, you know, just the promoting part of it. Um, Does that kind of take a little pressure off you? Now you don't gotta be focusing on just getting these tickets off or having your team sell these tickets. Now you can just focus on the fight. Yeah, you know it's funny that you mentioned that because I was telling you know Johnny, I was telling my buddy Johnny, I was was like, uh, you know, it's funny because I'm not fighting in front of I'm not fighting in front of an audience yet. This is the biggest audience I've ever fought in front of. You know. Yeah, definitely. Sounds weird,
1: but it's true and. uh I mean, I think it's going to be a little different just because I'm used to a crowd. Yeah, definitely.
0: But at the same time, I think it's kind of good because, good for me, because I think the
1: pressure's not as high with the whole crowd and, you know, it's everybody. Don't get me wrong, it's pressure, it's Vegas, it's MGM
0: Grand, but um, I think the crowd not there is going to help ease the nerves, you feel me? Definitely. You made a good point, though, and, bro. You're not going to have a crowd, but you're still going to be fighting for your biggest audience to date. And that's that that's surreal my guy. It's kind of funny how that works in the times that sports are in right now. Um how boxing could still be I guess viewed by many, you know, with basketball is different. You know, if basketball's down, baseball is still fighting for what the hell they got going down. But um you're going to be providing that type of how do I say like a void for people, you know what I mean? And people are going to be watching cuz We need something new to watch, bro. We've been, you know, we got the news that's kind of bringing the, bringing the morale down. We got all the, everything going down right now with police brutality. So it's going to be a refreshing, um, I guess, time, bro. It's going to kind of just take us out that reality and just bring us back into boxing, bro. So the world's going to stop a little bit, my guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, boxing, I, I mean, think sports in general, you know, they're a gift from God. Whether it definitely. be just watching it for entertainment or athletes involved
0: in it. You feel me? Um, it's just a gift from God. And I can honestly say that for myself, I mean, I don't know where I would be if it weren't for boxing, you feel definitely, me? But bro. I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at. So uh, you know, I thank God for
1: boxing and then like you said, the times that we're in is kinda
0: It's needed, bro. It's, we it's, need that. Yeah, it's it's good that we're able to kind of unite, kind of like you said, kind of freeze for
1: a moment and just enjoy something for once. Like you said, every time you put on the news, it's bad news. You feel me? I don't like me personally. I don't watch the news.
0: You feel me? Because yeah, go, you're good.
1: So uh, yeah, sports are it's a beautiful thing.
0: Um, with your last belt, bro, you maybe vented in Bakersfield at the GSA, which was a beautiful um it was a beautiful turnout, my guy. Um, how did that feel? main eventing and just having that crowd behind you it was a pro caveman crowd all the way my guy yeah I mean it's it's just crazy
1: like I mean that was cause I had my first time main eventing was at Strambler Park so I had a similar experience but the biggest experience was when I fought at the Robo bank at the, on the um, the Victor Ortiz card here and I wasn't the main event yet it seemed like I was because I was yeah. after the fight and then like I said, hometown kid, you feel me? But uh, it's just, it's always humbling, you know? It's like, I had an interview yesterday with, on, the, on the news, it's supposed to come on a Sunday, uh, Matt Lively, he came to interview me, and I told him, the word I, I could describe for it, like LeBron said, it's like, I'm not supposed to be here, you feel
0: me? It's just like, Definitely, it just bro. don't happen. Definitely. It just don't happen. And, uh, you know, I got kids and
1: friends I grew up with that hit me up now on Instagram and, and uh, shout out my buddy Marco. He hit me the other day like, man, I, I'm glad you chose
0: the route you did. You feel me? I'm just happy I chose the boxing gym over everything else you feel me. Definitely, bro. I know we, and I think if people look at our past podcast, you know, you lost you lost some friends. You came you came from the bottom, bro, and now this you're fighting for them still with every bout. It's like you're holding them down, you know what I mean? Not just the 661, but just, you know, people you lost in your life and, um, like, you, right here, we have the Kern County Fight Club be holding it down for your fight club, too. How Speaking of the fight club, bro, how important um, have they been in your career right now, especially with your coach, David, and whatnot? Oh, Daniel? Daniel, uh, sorry. I mean, sorry, I, sorry, Daniel. It, sorry, Daniel. It, sorry, Daniel. Yeah. No, you get good. Uh, it, it's tremendous, bro. Just,
1: like, matter of fact, like, the guy that interviewed me yesterday he was telling me, like, um, have you always trained at... Have you ever trained at a different gym? I was like, yeah, I've trained at a different gym, but every gym I've been to, I always trained under my coach. So wherever my coach went, I went with him, you feel me? And uh, I don't think I would be able to train with
0: any other coach because boxing sucks. It's not fun, you feel me? No, definitely
1: not. He brings fun out of the sport, you feel me? Like, I share stories. We got memories for for days you feel me just talking about amateur day memories you feel me and all these good times we had because and i know that wouldn't have happened with any other coach because a lot of coaches are older and all strict you know but my coach was he's chill you feel me and so uh yeah i mean i couldn't train with any other coach
0: and he holds you down bro you could tell it's, it's 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 a family thing you know what i mean yeah and, and
1: it, it's crazy because i mean my coach knew in the boxing gym you feel me so uh
0: yeah it's just crazy to see how everything came about you feel me because i started off at the police activities league from about 8 to 18 you feel me and i mean i wouldn't be the man i have today without
1: them in general you feel me and uh you know we kind of branched
0: off and started our own thing because power only goes up to a certain age and, definitely but uh, through it all like i'm kind of uh, i'm just happy i stayed with my coach you feel me and uh wherever we went Definitely, bro. What's with what your last belt, my guy? That went that that went the entire what was it six or eight rounds? I'm sorry, I was eight <laughs> exactly. rounds. What was the biggest takeaway, bro, from that fight? I mean, I just think it's, it's, it's good to, to, to show that you could go the distance, you feel me? And, and yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a good feeling to get knockouts
1: and whatnot, but at the same time, like, you got to show that you're in shape, you feel me, that you could last. Go the distance, you feel me, and that's why I'm happy for my like my third pro fight was the first time I ever got a test like, uh, like so I'm 10 and 0. But if you look at all my opponents, that's why I say records don't really mean much because my
0: toughest opponent today was a guy who was 0 and 1. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. And it's like, you wouldn't expect that from the record, you know? Yeah. But definitely. those records don't mean nothing. Like I remember I went to TJ, I was 2 and 0 with two KOs, and I'm thinking I'm gonna get another knockout. That was the first time I ever tasted leather on the lips. It, it, it hurt. It, it hurt
1: my hell, you feel me? my
0: coach I, my coach was like, Oh, did he get you? And I'm like, man, that leather hurts, you feel me? So uh I made sure to pull my head. Definitely, bro. <laughs> I felt like um it's all about getting you know, you needed rounds and it's being in um it's like reps, just like in basketball, every rep matters, bro. How important yeah. is it for you to stay active for the remainder of two thousand and twenty? Is that one of your goals for the rest of the year? Yeah. I- Goal is, after this fight, they, they said if I win, we're basically fighting for like a contract, you feel me, with top rank, so... That's big, my I guy. Mean, yeah, so, I mean, God willing, I, I win this fight, and, you know, um they said we'll talk, you feel me, me and top rank, and if I get signed by top rank, I'll start crying like a baby. <laughs> yeah, my guy, definitely, bro. that I don't think people understand how important, how, how you know, with top rank, just um Bob Arum, who he's promoted... I think every big fighter in the in boxing has went through his camp. So, to have you added, bro, would be something real special, I know, for you and your family, my guy. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Definitely. But staying active, bro, so that, that's something, of course, you want to do for the remainder of 2020, though, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, after
1: this fight, um since then, like, after each fight, I get a little time off, not, like, anything major, you feel me, but a little time off because, like, I, I agreed with my coach. Like, if I get right back into it, I'll get burnt out
0: of the sport. You feel me? That's yeah, bro. Just the type of sport it is. Yes, definitely. It's not like, yeah, it's not like football or basketball. You can't. You don't get an off-season. You feel me?
1: If you're in that boxing gym, you got to make sure you're sharp and not, get, not getting too heavy. So it's easy to get burnt out of it. So, uh, yeah, but as soon as
0: I get my little vacation, let my body rest, I come back and I'm ready to go. You feel me? Definitely, bro. And I've seen, you know, um, on your page, bro, I've been – I don't go to church a lot, my guy, but your, your sermons are something I've been watching because you really, you could tell you love the Word of God and spreading that, bro. How What's the impact of, you know, God in your on your boxing career, on your life? Man, it's crazy. Uh, so, like, I got saved July 6,
1: 2019, Oh yeah. last year, right? I oh, gave yeah. my life to God, and, and um, I mean, I struggled with it, you feel me, because I'm like, I'm 22, I'm still young, you feel me, but at the same time, I kind of, like, thought, I mean, I know, I knew even when I wasn't living right, that, that God was real because I seen him work in my family, you feel me? Yes. Like, it's one thing to, to grow up in, in, in church and see that, okay, you know, I mean, it's instilled that God is real, but we didn't grow up in church, so I see what God can do in my family, you feel me? Definitely. So there's no denying it for me. You could show me proof that God wasn't real, and I still wouldn't believe it because I see, you feel me? I've seen what God can do, and, uh, you know, so July 6th, I got right with the Lord, and I gave
0: my life to God, and, and uh the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but, uh,
1: you know, I, like my pastor, rest in peace, that passed away years ago, my, I would take my best day, my worst day with God over my best day out in the world without God, you feel me?
0: Yes, definitely, bro. So, um, and, and it's, it, I know I have God's favor, bro, because I, I, wouldn't be finding
1: just being without God, I'll tell you that right now, you feel me, and, um, I know other people recognize it too, because my brother-in-law told me yesterday, actually, it was like, somebody had asked him about the fight, and, he tells
0: him, man. Ever since Miguel got saved, he's been, you feel me? He's yeah, on. yeah, bro, definitely. And, and
1: you can tell by the fruit. So if
0: you can see it, then, then it's, it's evident. Yeah, bro, and I could tell too, my guy. You you look happy, bro, and that's that's probably the most important thing for just not just a, a boxer, but just a man, just to see that yeah. you're happy, bro, and everything that kind of, it's kind of everything's falling into place right now. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: like, the world is on fire, you feel me?
0: And yeah, bro, definitely.
1: I, 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 I would have went crazy without God because, you know, the Bible says that God gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You feel me? And I have that peace. Like, with the world going crazy, I still find peace. I still find joy. And it's like, it
0: doesn't faze me, you feel me? Definitely. So, with um, So in 10 days, you got this belt got, coming up. Um, what weight class are you going to be fighting at? Uh, this one's at a catch weight. Uh, 138, thank god. Okay, bro, it's a little heavier than the last time, then. Yeah, well, about a pound, but man, it's a, a, a pound makes a di- Oh my god, dude, that's another thing people don't understand. A pound makes yeah. a hell of a difference, Miguel. How's it been? So, uh, making weight, that hasn't been really, I guess, so too difficult, then? No, 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 it hasn't been difficult at all. um You know, for this camp it's by far the best <laughs> I've
1: eaten, like, as far as the <laughs> guys. Like, my, shout out my Coach, we, we went to the grocery store, we spent like over $100 on groceries, you feel me? Like, yeah, definitely. The, the good stuff, you feel me? Like some
0: natural chicken, some salmon, you feel me? It's just like everything, some red, you know, you feel me? Like reading yeah. everything, make sure we're right for the fight. This is the best I've ever eaten. Definitely, bro. And when you say you're sharpening your skills, you know, with this camp, you only had a three, four week notice, what exactly do you mean by, it? what What do you exact, what, what are you, Um, I don't know, not improving on, but trying to sharpen, trying to get better at? I mean, that,
1: oh, you look good, you look sharp, but if I look at the footage, I can see everything I can do better, you feel me, and, uh, you just never want to stop improving, you feel me, like, for me, myself, I, I notice I'm good, like, inside, you feel me, like, when I, when I get closer, but at the same time, like, any punch could change everything, so I just want to make sure, the number one thing I always work out, even if it's flawless in the last fight, I always make sure I'm working on my defense, you feel me, because, it's,
0: yeah, getting hit ain't no joke, you feel me, and, uh, so we're always working on that and just sharpening up, you feel me? Staying tight, you know, like it's, pros is different from amateurs, you feel me? So, yes, definitely. Um, that's like the biggest thing. With, um, with the whole COVID thing, how is that affecting who you can take with you now? Usually, you know, you take a few people with you. I know you have a camp with you. Are they kind of restricting you guys? Are they taking, are, are they going to be, te- I'm sure they're going to be testing you in your camp also. Can you kind of walk us on what they've been telling you guys how that's going to work out? Yeah, um,
1: I just took a test There's is two required, one before and one when I get there. Yeah. You feel me? And I just, I just
0: took one like three days, four days ago, whatever, this past week. And man, I think it itches your brain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. Those jokes, those tests ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, bro. But, uh, yeah, so I took that one. And, and as far as over there, yeah, it's real strict. Like, there's a certain floor where everything's at. And, uh, I can only have two people with me, which is my coach and my manager. You feel me? Yes. And, uh, like, we're, once we get there, we're not allowed to leave the room. We're not allowed to... Once we leave that floor, we can't come back. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, it's real strict. I'm, take, I'm sure they're taking every precaution just to protect you guys, protect your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I get it. Definitely, bro. It's crazy times. Who would have thought, you know, we think if, honestly, if it, was vague, if it was... If this COVID thing wasn't going on, like, I imagine the turnout just for you. I think we all would have went out to Vegas, bro. This is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, best friend my brother Mo, you feel
1: me, and my boy Rapdula, like they're gonna go out and show out support for me, um, just sure. to see me after the fight, you feel me?
0: But um yeah, I mean, if, if there was a crowd I'm sure there would be a, a nice turnout too. Yeah, bro, I think this is gonna be a part of history that um, you know, we're gonna look back and you can say, Well, I fought during these times because, you know, boxers, you know, sometimes you need that crowd. That kind, of, that crowd brings you back up. That It brings that adrenaline, you know, the, that that the crowd noise sometimes brings that adrenaline pumping, you know? So it's yeah. going to be real interesting how that affects not just you, but every other boxer that fights from here on out until they get this, I guess when they have stage four and we're going to be able to have stadiums full of people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Um, if you just had a scouting report, bro, what do you think it's going to take for you to get the dub? On the 23rd, um, just being in shape, which
1: we are, and um, when, when I'm inside, just keeping everything tight, you feel me? Just real tight. That's the stuff we've been working on because the guy that I'm fighting, he's um, he
0: throws a little wide sometimes, you feel me? He's real kind of wild at times, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the key to victory. The opponent, is he a veteran? Do you know his record? Like, I've been looking at film and whatnot. He's a, he's a prospect like me. He's five and zero uh, yeah. with five KOs, but he hasn't really fought anybody tough, you know. Definitely, definitely. And I seen I seen a fight.
1: Um, his last his last fight, and he didn't look special at all, and he kind
0: of the ref kind of stopped They kind of tried to save him. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it was definitely a premature stoppage because he was
1: getting cracked too, and the guy wasn't all that either. The guy yeah. was fighting so. Uh,
0: definitely, bro. I I feel like I could beat him, you know, and so I have to take advantage. <laughs> Yeah, bro, and Caveman again, man. At ten and six KOs, I hope it's gonna be eleven and zero. My guy was seven, bro. We're we'll really gonna be rooting for you. Um, just real fast, I know there's a lot of people here who have kids in boxing. You know, they're you know a lot of people want to strive to be boxers. What's your advice to up and coming fighters, bro, who want to be in the position you're in?
1: Because if you lose a passion for boxing, then get out of it. Because it's a dangerous sport. Like I said, it's not football, it's basketball. You know this the old saying we use in boxing: you can play football, you can play basketball, play soccer, you can't play boxing. You feel know I me? Mean? Definitely. And, uh, every time you get in that ring, it's like my favorite fighter Timothy Bradley said one time: you could win, but every time you get in that ring, sparring or fighting, you never leave the same. You feel know I me? Mean? Because you got hit. You feel know I me? Mean? There's no winner in a fight, whether. So if if you do fight, if you do boxing, that's something you want to do make sure you're passionate about it, and make sure that it's what you want to do. Because even me, myself, I wouldn't recommend kids under 12 years old, you feel me, starting to box. Well, as far as competing, you know, like, I I get boxing and all that, but me, I mean, I don't, people don't like when I say it, and and I, because I've kind of frowned upon the sport, but I just,
0: I can't wait till I retire, you know, it's like something I would, I I wouldn't want my kids to do it, you feel me, so... I've heard, too, like, I think and a couple fighters said this, too. It's like you leave a part of yourself in the ring after that. You, you lose a little bit of yourself, bro. Win, lose, a draw. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can win a flawless fight. Even Mayweather, he's outboxed
0: beautifully. But those punches in the arms, all that stuff, you don't, you never need a say Definitely, bro. And I, I think I tell you this all the time. I want you to win, but I want you to come back to the field healthy, bro. So I hope that um, I really hope that you know you get that dub, but you come back healthy, my guy, and just hold it down for the field, bro. Yeah, no doubt, bro. That's that's what I pray for. I don't pray for God let me win. God
1: don't let me knock him out. I, I don't
0: pray for that. I just pray that he protects me and my opponent. You feel me? Definitely, bro. This is your third podcast interview, my guy. I re- I really hope that we get another one after. Um, hopefully your next bout after the dub, you get to come back to the field and we have another, you know, a May event, caveman. The turnout was great, bro. I think we highly recommend that we do that again, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get that get that uh, set in again. Definitely, bro. Do you have any um any shout-outs you want to give out to anybody before we wrap up, my guy? Uh, Shout-out Kern County Fight Club. Shout-out my brother Mo, just tuned in, you feel me? Uh, Definitely, Shout-out uh, my coach, Daniel, obviously. Shout-out Johnny, you feel me? Definitely, bro. Hey, shout out my boy Teddy. You feel me? We going to the top. You heard? Definitely, bro. Hey, man. Thank you for um hopping on, bro. I know it was last minute, but we got it done. Um, good luck to you, bro. June twenty third, Miguel Caveman Contreras, you're back. ESPN, Vegas, the fighter's dream, bro. And you're living it, my guy. Crazy. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. This is crazy, bro. Well, we'll link up, my guy. I'll sh- I'll say in this podcast tomorrow when I drop it. All right. For sure, sounds good, bro. All right, Miguel, you be safe, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bro, God bless You You too, my guy.